Welcome to the first episode of This Week in Media, the official podcast of This Week Media, hosted by me, Easy Baum, the editor-in-chief of This Week Media, Henry Wayne, and Ben Simmons. We have new episodes releasing weekly every Sunday, where we recap and discuss the biggest news and releases of the week and give our thoughts on new projects. You can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Welcome to the first episode. Okay, let's get into Oscar nominations. Now, uh, I'll pass this off to Easy to start with actor in leading role. Actor in a leading role. I currently have Austin Butler for Elvis. So I think, obviously, I want Brendan Fraser to win this category. But based on the whale's lack of nominations and its underperformance, I think that Butler is the safe pick right now. But obviously, campaigns are going to affect that over the next month. Henry, what do you think? I think... Brendan Fraser has a pretty good chance, honestly. But, um, like, everyone likes a redemption story, you know? Yeah. Ben? Yeah. I have... Just to, just to bring it on a hot take. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think, I think Tom Cruise... <laughs> He's not nominated. Tom Cruise should have been nominated. He's probably going to win. I think he should have yeah. been nominated. Okay. I think Tom Cruise was a top five movie this year. I mean, he is a good actor. I'm not going to deny that. If we're talking people that we would like to be nominated in this category, I'm going to bring up Gabriel LaBelle for The Fablemans. That's true. This was a performance that really, I think, didn't get enough recognition this award season, and I would have loved to see him get some Oscar recognition for his portrayal of Sammy Fableman or Steven Spielberg. Yeah. All right. Actor in supporting role. Ben, you want to start this one off? You know what? I have another hot take. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Where's Miles Teller? Actually, I agree with you. Had one of the best acting performances I've seen in the past three years. See, I think if we're saying that Miles Teller needs to be here, what about Miles Teller's mustache? Okay, Miles Teller's mustache. Personally, I I think that could get a nomination of its own. I think everyone's mustache in Top Gun was... Everyone in Top Gun was pretty good, honestly. But I, I have Kiwi Kwan for this category. He's won every precursor. He's sweeping critics groups. He has the redemption story. He has a great performance. I think this is his award, and there's no real competition here. But Henry, I'll throw this one over to you. I think Judd Hirsch is going to Well, I don't think he's going to win, but I really want him to win, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't really, yeah. Okay. Sure. Should we move on? Sure. Actress in leading role. Uh, Michelle Williams, the Fablemans, that she did an amazing job, honestly. Right, not to throw her performance under the bus, but I think that she would have been a better nominee in the supporting category. I okay. think that her performance in the Fablemans isn't necessarily a leading performance, and that's why I have Michelle Yeoh for everything ever all at once. Okay, um. But it was nominated, so you can't say it's not a leading. No, I'm not saying it's not a leading performance. Just in my personal, in my personal Oscar nomination ballot, she'd be in the supporting category. But right. Ben, what do I you mean, think for actress in a leading role? Just give me Michelle. I thought Michelle Williams. Uh, w- w- you got Michelle Williams for the Fable ones. I got Michelle Williams. Yeah, agreed. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put her in first or second place. I'd put her in third. I'd put well, Kate Blanchett over Michelle oh, Williams. Oh, but okay. You are wrong. Okay. Okay. Sorry, bud. Okay. Okay. Actress in supporting role. Um, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't, I, I guessed on this one, so I'm not even going to say anything. 
I have Angela Bassett for Black Panther. She's okay. taking the precursors. She got Critics' Choice. She got Golden Globe. She got the BAFTA nomination. I think I think that this is her Oscar to win. I think that it's almost a lock if she can just win the BAFTA. I, I mean, engrave the trophy and give it to her already. Mm-mm. Sorry, bud. You're wrong again. What do you guys think? It was lit. I think it was yeah, lit. It was. It was very bad. It was very sure. Bad. I don't. I don't disagree with you on the our rating of the film, but I think as a performance by itself, you know, from the minute that they dropped the trailer in July, people were already talking about Angela Bassett for Oscar potential, and I think that she's gonna win. Okay. Okay. What about Jamie Lee? See, uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee. Is, okay. A legend. Started off right. in Halloween. She was like 17, mm-hmm. 18 years old. And she's just, from Knives Out, she's just built up such a legacy. She's the GOAT of all of them. Sure, Henry. That's just I, my I, I, I don't have a very strong opinion on this, but I do think Jamie Lee Curtis has a chance. Okay. Okay. Animated feature film. I, I mean, this one, do, do we even like, have to talk about this one? This is yeah, Guillermo I, del Toro's Pinocchio. I, I have a hot take. No. See, I know what you're going to say. Okay, why wasn't <laughs> Minions nominated? <laughs> actually, actually, I agree with that. No, my that's fair. Like, my dad doesn't like animated movies, but he laughed like the whole way through that. It was pretty good. It was Minions? I think, I think Minions was great. I think there were a lot of great films that missed the category this year. Yeah. Minions in four days made $123 million. <laughs> and it broke the Independence Day record. The Independence Weekend record for a box office, which is incredible for a Minions film. But is that attributed to the film itself or to the incredible social media campaign with the gentle Minions and going to see the movie in suits? I actually did that. I went in suits. That was fun. (laughs) I actually liked the Minions movie, though. I thought it was funny. I think it's a good movie. I think it stands on its own. I think it's better than the first one. But I, I think Pinocchio is still winning this category. Pinocchio is winning, but Minions should have been on there. Minions should have won, and it should have been nominated. Okay. 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 Cinematography. See, this is a category where post-nominations, I didn't really know where to go. I had Top Gun from day one. Really? I mean, as did 90% of, quote, film Twitter. And I also thought that the Fable ones would get nominated in this category, but both of those films missed. And that leads me to be predicting Elvis. Yeah, I am predicting Elvis as well. I think that aside from Elvis, we'll probably see All Quiet on the Western Front as a front runner. Yeah. But. Go ahead. No, no, no. Even though it's not nominated, Top Gun is nominated. You think Top Gun? Top Gun should have been nominated. Top Gun was the movie of the year. It's a huge upset that Top Gun didn't win and didn't get nominated. It's just I mean, not. it's it's winning. It won. It won everywhere. It got critic troops. It got award shows. But I think Elvis or All Quiet is where it's at. Yeah, Elvis is good. I liked Elvis. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Costume design. Now, uh, we'll get into this later. But I really enjoyed Babylon, whereas most of the people everywhere didn't. And I really do think it has the best costume design out of all of these. Right, I, I think Babylon had great costume design, but I have Black Panther taking this category. 
it won. Just they won last what, time doesn't mean they're going to win again. Not, not like, just because it won last time, but because it takes the pre-existing costumes that it has for this world and it evolves upon them. And while I don't think that it went as far as it could have with costumes, I think that it's going to be strong enough to take on the Oscar. Okay. Okay, but ben? what about Elvis? The way they just portrayed how he sure. goes back in the 1960s. Pretty, <laughs> pretty nice. Pretty pretty nice. Uh, pretty nice. Have opinions for this, but I think mine is the strongest. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Isn't that sure. like the definition of an opinion? You think you're right? And then... I think I'm right. I just think I'm right. Okay. You think you're right. You're yeah, right. I think I'm right, though. Let's I do it. You can't argue against Black Panther's costumes. They're just they're great. So awesome. They're great. They're amazing. Right. Let's get into directing. Come on. Um, you, want, you want to go first? You want me to take this one? Steven Spielberg. Uh, like, no competition at all. Right. I, I agree with you here. Like, give me Spielberg. I, go. Right. I think we, we all have Spielberg here. I think that Spielberg is the obvious choice, but he's also the smart choice. Everyone loves Steven Spielberg. The Academy yeah. loves Steven Spielberg. Sure. I mean, and especially because of the personal nature of the Fablemans, I think that this it's his. Yeah, one hundred percent. Should have won. Yeah, he's gonna win. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Documentary feature film. Now, I have to admit, and I'm pretty sure I speak for a lot of us here that I have not seen like a single documentary this year. <laughs> uh, so I just guessed on all of these. So for documentary feature film, I'm gonna have to go with all the beauty and the bloodshed. Sure. I've seen three of the films nominated in this category, and I have Fire of Love. I think that, A, it's a great documentary, but B, it has that National Geographic backing and campaign for it. And I think that that is going to be the biggest factor that gets it there. Yeah. I don't really care for the documentaries. I'm just going to be honest. Sure. But <laughs> give me Fire of Love. Yeah. Fire of I Love. I think Fire okay. of Love is where it's at. Yeah. Let, uh, Let's keep on this documentary theme, documentary short film. Now, same with the documentary long films. I haven't seen any of these. So I'm saying the Marsha Mitchell effect. I got how do you measure a year? Okay. I got how do you measure a year as well. Okay. I'll, okay. Now, film editing. I'm going to be with Ben on this one. Top Gun should win. Okay. I have kind of a hot take. Oh my god. Okay. So see, is this the category where you don't go Top Gun? <laughs> I'm not gonna go with Top Gun. Okay. Smile. Should have been. Smile? That movie, that movie was not very good. <laughs> this, listen. See, I, I was a little surprised that the Banshees of Inisherin got nominated in this category. I was expecting the Fable ones to get the number five slot. But that said, I think Elvis is gonna take it. Really? I think that we get the Baz Luhrmann theatricality, and I think that it's for Elvis on this one. I think Elvis is going to win the text. Just give me Smile. I think Smile should have been nominated, but I think Elvis is going to win. Or okay, but Gun. out of the five that are nominated. Top Gun's obviously the favorite, so I'm going to go with Top Gun. But okay. I would like International sure. feature film. Now, a lot of RRR wasn't submitted, which is kind of right. sad, but because it wasn't submitted, there's no competition whatsoever. All quiet on the Western Front from Jerry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Leading the BAFTA nominations, great film. Not even it's close. All quiet. 
Yeah. Okay. Makeup and hairstyling. Uh, Easy. I'm going to pass this one off to you. See, this is where it gets a little more complicated because we have three films that are nominated in this category for similar reasons. We see Elvis primarily for the later Elvis makeup and the Colonel Tom Parker makeup. We have the whale for Brendan Fraser's character, Charlie, and we have the Batman, which I'm going to assume is for the penguin Colin Farrell makeup. So those three films are all in the same aspect of campaigning on the basis of a fat suit which is why I think that none of those are going to win. And I think all quiet on the Western front is going to take makeup and hairstyling. I could definitely see that. I, I like could. That. Yeah. But I, I do think the whale has a chance as well. Right. I, I think the whale for sure. I would like black Panther to win. However, sure. A nomination that should have happened was X. Yeah, okay. no, I, I absolutely agree there. The, the main girl who's Mia, uh, Mia Goth played mm-hmm. the old lady and the main girl. Right. So she plays she Maxine and Pearl. True. That's that's a good point. No, I I absolutely agree. I think X should be in this category. Yeah. All right. Music original score. Do we no even have to debate on this one? No competition. It's Babylon. It's oh. Babylon. Yeah. Like okay. I don't like jazz. This is something that you know like about that. me. What's wrong with you? But. But I like Justin Hurwitz's music. I like the Babylon score. I listened to it. I I think if it can win me over, it's going to win over the Academy voters. We for see sure. Hurwitz winning score and song for La La Land. He won the Golden Globe. He lost the Critics' Choice, which I I don't know how to feel about that, that Tar won the Critics' Choice for score. Not sure yeah. where the score was in Tar, but I think <laughs> Babylon all the way. Okay. Now, music, original song. Um, I'm putting Hold My Hand from Top Gun. Yeah, give me Hold My Hand. Yeah. See, I think Hold My Hand's a great pick, but I got Natsu Natsu from RRR. Okay. Now, it's the only film, our, it's the only nomination that RRR got, and it won Golden Globes, Critics' Choice. I think it's, I think Natsu Natsu. Okay. Now, uh, let's keep Best Picture for the end. Let's sure. do production design. Okay. Battle. Babylon. Yeah, First scene Babylon. is amazing. The party, um, it's like crazy. That that that's gonna win. One hundred. Yeah. A little bit of a take. Okay. What? No. <laughs> this is this is shocking news. Just barbarian. Have you guys seen Barbarian? I didn't I see. I've seen Barbarian. I think Barbarian had one of the craziest production designs ever in any movie okay. I've ever seen. The uh, the underground caves. It, it blew my mind. Really? I, I thought Barbarian should easily be. No, I think okay. Barbarian had some great production design, but I think that the five nominated here are, are also great. Yeah, they're solid. solid but... Yeah. Okay, so now we're on short film animated, and and the thing is about the short film animated category, I didn't watch any of those either, so I'm just going to have to go with My Year of Dicks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm not voting for My Year of Dicks. There's... But there's something wrong there. I think my ear dicks. Like honestly, it was great. Like I truly enjoyed it, and I think it's gonna win because based on its name alone. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you have the chance to announce a film of the name My Year of Dicks, it should just automatically win. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about names, I'm looking at the South by Southwest schedule, and there's some films on there that just by name alone, I'm looking forward to. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, short film live action. So I'm just going off of the coolest name because I didn't see any of these either. So Night Ride. Let's go. <laughs> see, I've seen a few of these. I got Le Pupil. It's a Disney Plus short. It hit the festival circuit with TIFF. I think that it is going to take this one. Okay. Now, sound. I'm going to have to go with the Batman. I didn't even I didn't even like this movie, but the sound is immaculate, honestly. Batman has some great sound, but give me Taka and Maverick on this one. What do you think, Ben? Give me All Quiet on the Western Front. Okay. Okay. The okay. sound has to be well, right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Has to be That's right. fair, but I think you can't put Top Gun down because there's no sound supervisors in the plans when they're filming. They just have to set it up and hope for the best. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like the Top Gun choice. Visual effects. Now, I don't think there's any competition whatsoever. You want to say it on three? Blew every movie ever out of the park with its yeah. effects. I mean, the water is com- is 100% realistic. It looks right. amazing. I think this is the beginning of our next six years of Avatar Dune, Avatar Dune, Avatar Dune, Avatar Dune. Yeah. Avatar was mid. Did not like it. I didn't like the movie, but the effects See, were... As, yeah, as I, I agree with that take on the movie, but I think we can't put down the visual effects. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah Avatar's going to win that, for sure. Right. But in- while, while we're talking about Avatar and visual effects, just last point on this category, do we think that Avatar could have been nominated for animated feature film? No. Uh, animated feature film. I mean, because like we're because now we see two films that rely heavily on stop motion and utilizing real life technology nominated in this category with Pinocchio and Marcel the Shell. Do we think that Avatar? I think ninety five percent of it is animated. I think they could have submitted it, but I'm glad they didn't. Well, I'm not saying for submission. I'm saying for the Academy to nominate that in category fraud. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I think... Oh. Well, the first Avatar, it had a real person in it. It had a real guy. So, yeah. I would not... To, to be clear, there are real people in the second one. Yeah, there's people in this one, too, but I would not count this as an animated feature. Yeah, it's not really animated. It's not meant to look animated, either. Um, sure. Okay, writing, adapted screenplay. Uh, Glass Onion. It was very good. It was funny. I think Glass Onion was great, but I got women talking in this category. Okay. I feel very confident with that pick. Ben, what do you think? Give me Top Gun! (laughs) Top Gun was funny! Top Gun was good! Top Gun was the best movie that came out this year. I just didn't expect to see Top Gun nominated in this category. (laughs) Why? Really? I could because I think it took the whale slot. I think that 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 number five slot was the whale. Actually, and I now, think what about living? And Top Gun's there. I I still think living over Top Gun in this category. Okay. 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 Right, that's, writing, that's we're going to do writing original screenplay, and then we'll get to best picture. So writing sure. original screenplay. The Fablemans, obviously. Yeah. I think The Fablemans is the strongest pick. And I think that in the two and three slots tied are going to be everything everywhere in Banshees. Yeah. Okay. Best ben. picture. This is a big one. Let's Hold read on. them all. Ben, 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 original screenplay. Oh, uh, I was with you guys. Okay. All right. So best picture. You can actually read these ones out. 
sure. All Quiet on the sure. Western Front, Avatar, yeah. Manchies of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. I think we should go through these individually. Okay. Sure. Opinions. All Quiet so, on the Western Front. Great movie. I, it was great, but it's not a Best Picture winner in this year. Love it. Love I don't it. think it is either. I agree with you, Easy. I yeah, think I, that Avatar, I I know it's it's nominated, but I wouldn't no, give it Best Picture. No. No, 100%. It's, I think it would, the, we would need a the, much weaker field for it to win. I feel like the Academy would want to give it to Avatar, but... Bribe them. I don't think it's worthy. <laughs> I just don't think it would sure. be good. It wasn't very good. Okay, Banshees. So now we get to Banshees. I think in a year where we didn't get films like Everything Ever All at Once and The Fablemans and Tar, that Banshees would be sweeping most categories. Yes. But But we did. That said, given this year, I don't think it's going to win. Yeah. Okay, Elvis. Very good movie. Very, very good. Very good movie. has potential, but I don't think it's going to win. I don't think it's going to win. No chance. See, now we get to a front runner. We get to everything ever all at once. Yes. I do think that has a chance for sure. I think that this, it probably has a good 40% chance to win. The character development was nuts. Yeah, no, there's some great. Well, again, that, but that would be screenplay, though. Yeah, that's true, but still, just all around great movie. Right. Okay. I think. Yeah. I see the Fablemans is is the film I want to win, and it's the film that I think will win. Yeah, if you said everywhere everything has a forty percent chance, this has a sixty percent chance. Well, I'd say this has a fifty percent chance, and then I'd split the ten percent. But split the ten percent between what? I'd split it between Banshees and Top Gun. Okay, I think Top Gun Top Gun winning would be crazy, but I would not. Be sad about it. I think it would be well. And great. just to be clear, let's not skip over Tar. Tar. I didn't enjoy Tar very much. What can ben, I say? Did you see Tar? No, I did not. And it sounds stupid. It is stupid. It has one of the most shocking, like jarring endings. Yeah. Dude, you you can't deny that the ending is like a little wow. That just happened. I can do whatever I want. Okay. okay. Now we get to Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun. You guys know where I stand. Top Gun. Right, I know where you stand on Top Gun. This is a movie that I would, I don't want it to win Best Picture. But really? You know it's I just, win. I don't. Chance. It's not going to win, but I would not be sad if it won. I would be, I would I'd, be I'd be a little sad. I would not, I'd be very happy. I went to see Top Gun with my dad, and mm-hmm. then we saw it again. And then we saw it again. And then you and saw it again? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, re- it's a yeah. great rewatch. Yeah, that is uh, true. Triangle of Sadness. Now, it I I have not seen this movie purely because there are so many parts where they throw up in it, and I cannot take that. That's fair. But, no, that's uh, fair take, yeah. But, Easy, you saw that. What do you think? I enjoyed it. I think Triangle of Sadness was solid, but I don't think it is a best picture movie. I think it had good performances. I was a little surprised to see Dolly DeLeon not making the supporting actress category. But again, when we get back to the sheer amount of people throwing up, that just kind of ticks it down for me. Yeah. Ben, what do you think about this? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're, you're Team Top Gun. Do you want a shirt that says hashtag Top Gun for Best Picture? 
We are Team Top Gun. We, the Simmons family is the Team Top Gun family. What about okay. women talking? Did you guys see that? I saw I women did, talking. I did not see that. I did not see women talking. I think so. that oh. the only award that it can be expected to win is adapted screenplay. Okay. Well, now I think is a great time to dig into the recently announced DC slates. Sure. So, obviously, we see James Gunn and Peter Safran, new co-CEOs of DC Studios, have announced the first section of their Chapter 1. This isn't the entire first chunk of the new DC universe for movies and TV. But we get five films and five TV shows, and I will start that off with Superman Legacy. I think... Wait, this is, wait, this is a film, right? This is a film, yes. Yes, that's... it. I'm really excited to see what he does, because I really don't think Superman has ever been done truly correct. I think right, they, and this is being this is being written by James Gunn, and is also very likely to be directed by James Gunn as well. Yeah, and this isn't the Superman origin story that we've gotten over and over again. This is a Superman who's already been Superman for a period of time. He's Clark Kent. He works at the Daily Planet. So it's, it sounds like somewhat like in the way that the Batman did it, where he's we he, don't see his origin right. story. We're yeah. jumping into an established universe with an established Batman or I not think Superman. That would be really great. I just don't. The thing is, all the Supermans have had like zero flaws, and that makes them such a boring person to watch. Like, so I think mm-hmm. as long as they let this Superman have flaws, then I think this is going to be a great movie. Yeah, I think a flawed Superman would be great. And while we're talking about Kryptonians, it's a great segue into the next film, Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow. Okay. So this is based off of a really a really recent comic run that came out last year in 2022. And but what Gunn and Safran have said about this film that excites me at least is that this is going to be a darker Supergirl because this is someone who spent the first chunk of her life watching everyone around her die in brutal ways. And she didn't get to grow up on a farm with loving parents. She was kind of just by herself for a bit and then she lands on Earth. And now her baby cousin is Superman. And we're going to see that play out. What do you think about that, Ben? Uh, I think it's kind of stupid. <laughs> okay. I don't really like it. I think they're trying too hard. You think that you, just in general or with this one specifically? With just this one specifically. I like the normal Superman movies that's coming out. I think it's a good idea. But to have like two, two a Superwoman movie? Supergirl. Super, Supergirl, same thing. Um, well, then a movie that may interest you more is The Brave and the Bold, which is a new Batman movie. Oh, I mean, just name these normally. Why can't they just name them Batman? Like, Batman? yeah, well, because they're they're named after comic runs. I don't care. They can just so, name it normally. The Brave and the Bold. This is a new Batman. We're gonna get Batman and Robin, and potentially other members of the Bat family. This isn't this isn't Dick Grayson Robin. This is Damian Wayne as Robin. Damien Wayne in the comics is such a little baby. I hate that kid. Well, I know you're a big Dick Grayson fan, which is why you're going to be happy that it's likely he'll appear in this film as Nightwing. Okay. But this is separate from Robert Pattinson's Batman, who's now going to exist in his own universe, and we'll be getting another sequel film. But, I mean, what do you guys think about new Batman, multiple Batman, starting not with the, the most iconic Robin, but one that's I guess lesser known, but has its own fan base. I think it has I mean, potential. Who doesn't love Batman? No one. Everyone right. loves Batman. 
Everyone likes Batman. I think this is a great idea. I'm totally in with the new Batman. Yeah, they're starting it off pretty strong. If the, if if this is like the chronological order, they're starting it off very strong. Yeah, very strong. It's not necessarily chronological. The only project that has a current release date is Superman, which is going to okay. be July of 2025. 2025. This is going to be 2025. Yes, 2025. Jesus. So yeah. Ben, here's one that I think that you will like. It's Swamp Thing. Why would you like that? Because it's going to be a darker film. It's going to be a. It's going to be more toward a horror genre. I like that. Which I know you're interested in. We there's now reports that James Mangold, who directed Logan, and is directing the new Indiana Jones in talks to direct this. I love Logan. So I Logan was like one of the best superhero films ever made. I love Logan. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Swamp Thing. I think this is going to be fun. This is a character who's not necessarily A-list, but he's also gotten two movies, a TV show. They've made a crazy amount of Swamp Thing things uh, for, like, such a minor character. Well, got a TV and a movie. Yeah. If we're talking minor characters, how about The Authority? That not Which only is minor the team. final film in this slate. It's a minor team. It's minor characters. Characters that I didn't hear about till Tuesday when the slate was announced. Yeah. But, but to be I fair, mean, the Avengers were not an A-list team when they made the Avengers movie. You know, they were they were like B or C because that really the A-list teams were the Fantastic Four and um, the X Men. Right, and leave it to James Gunn to take a C D-list team and make it mainstream. I mean, we've seen we've seen him do this with the Guardians of the Galaxy. We yep. saw him elevate the Suicide Squad. We see him establish a peacemaker team. Yeah. And he, he made it clear that this is a team that he likes. It's, he's passionate about it. I, I trust James Gunn. Yeah. Can I just say something? Mm-hmm. I think John Cena should quit acting. Okay. We'll get the hot take section. Give it a second. We'll, 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 we'll hold off on that because we'll bring that into the hot take segment. I but like let's, let's talk about TV shows in this DC slate. We're going to kick it off with Paradise Lost. That's a cool name. It's a cool name, and it's a Game of Thrones-esque series that takes place in the Mascara, or Paradise Island, which is the home place of Wonder Woman, but it's way before Wonder Woman's born. It's set in the past. And That's it's exactly digging in... Interesting. It sounds cool, and it's, it's digging into the political structure of this society and how certain people come to power and how it all ties together up to the modern era of DC. Yeah, the only thing I'm scared of is they're going to make, like, one successful show and then base everything off of that, like how Marvel and and Star Wars did. Star Wars made The Mandalorian, now every show has been a Mandalorian clone, and Marvel made WandaVision, and now every show is so boring. I don't know. I just, like, I don't know. Well, one that, Henry, I know you've told me you're excited about is Booster Gold. I am very excited about Booster Gold. I think I could play Booster Gold, honestly. I, I think you could play Booster Gold. I yeah. think Ben could play Booster Gold. Any white guy would. A little bit about Booster Gold. He was a college football player in the 25th century, and ben. he went back into the past. And he wanted he wanted to be famous is is what he wants. So he goes back four centuries, and he is fighting alongside different versions of the Justice League and Blue Beetle. And he's a, he's a really well liked character in the comics. He's rumored to appear in the Blue Beetle movie, and it's it's a TV show that I think is going to be very fun. 
I love that. I'm in. And I think, I think that could be very cool to see for sure. Just alone. The name is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And now that brings us to lanterns, which is a green lantern TV show. Excited for. So this is replacing the John Stewart TV show that was in the works. And this will be focusing on not only John Stewart, but also Hal Jordan, who are the two most well-known green lanterns. It is taking place primarily on Earth. Yeah. But they're aiming for kind of a true detective feel for the show. Right. And I mean, I think it sounds super great. I'm very excited for Lanterns. But Me too. We haven't, Henry seen enough, we haven't seen enough, enough Green Lantern in uh, like on the screen, I feel. Like. I've always yeah, I mean, because we got Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan, and we saw Kilowog in the Snyder Cut very briefly. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts on lanterns? Not really. This lanterns, I really. Who then that brings us to Waller, which Waller. is an Amanda Waller TV show. It's a spinoff of Peacemaker. For James Gunn, he said it's kind of for him. It's in the middle of Superman and Peacemaker season two, so he has some time to make sure those bookend projects come out nicely. And there's not much known about it, but Crystal Henry, who was a writer on Watchmen, is writing the series. And Jeremy Carver, who executive produced Doom Patrol, is either executive producing or show running. It's not quite clear yet. But I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of excited for it. Yeah, that that sounds, it sounds like it could be very interesting. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, to see what they do with that. Ben, what do you think? I'm a little bit on the fence. You're on the fence? But I feel like it would be a show where I'd watch like three episodes and I'd try to be into it. But yeah, that's how that's how I was with Andor. Everyone says it's so good. I just couldn't get into it. Um, it's a slow start, but I think Andor is definitely great. Okay, while we're talking about that. But then we get to the last project of this DC Chapter One: Gods and Monsters, and that brings us to Creature Commandos, which is an animated TV show. Hmm. I'm, I wonder Seven, if that's going to be like. What if was kind of a disaster in my opinion. It it was it wasn't. I only want. I don't know. I feel like it's gonna copy that a little. What's yeah, it it's a team of military superhumans, and it's humans and non-humans. One character that has been confirmed for the team is Weasel, who last appeared in the Suicide Squad. Oh, my camera. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, one sec. My, my bad, Chiefs. So, isn't Weasel like that rat guy in the Suicide Squad? Yes. Um, Weasel is the rat guy from the Suicide Squad, and he's not dead. Yeah. And he will be on the Creature Commandos team. And the cool thing about this that we've learned is that this is the first example of characters appearing in animation who will later be brought to live action, played by the same person that plays them in animation, and vice versa. So, if Superman appears in an animated TV show, the Superman actor will be Superman in the TV show. Yeah, and I, I let me just say about all of this, I think mm-hmm. it would be cool if most of the actors were, like, unknown beforehand. They don't bring in big names. Mm-hmm. They just get... Yeah, I like that. No, I yeah. think some unknowns would be great, and it'd be a good precedent for this universe. Yeah. So any right. final thoughts on DC? I think we should get into the hot takes section. Well, little hot takes. Yeah, Ben, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one since this is your segment. 
Why don't you start it off with a hot take? Okay. Here's my first one. Sure. It's not everything we were talking about, Peacemaker. John Cena is a terrible actor. And I have never enjoyed anything he's ever been in. And I didn't even watch the new Suicide Squad. Because I saw John Cena was in it. And it's goofy for a professional wrestler to be in any type of movie or TV show. The Rock? See, yeah, okay. you say that. But I would, in my tier list of, you know, WWE to acting, I'd go Dave Batista, John Cena, then The Rock at the bottom. You, whoa. I, don't, I think whoa. everything The Rock in kind of sucks. I think, like, Black I, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say that whoa. nothing he's in is good, but I think that the other two have more range. You know, The Rock kind of plays the same character and everything. I, I think that's a crazy take. I, I mean, Rock, it's, it's what we're here for. This is hot takes. The Rock is so versatile. He's been in San Andreas. He's been in Fast and Furious. He's been in The Scorpion King. I so, knew you were going to say that, and I just... You said, you said you like, I, he's so versatile. He's been in, like, five, 15 action movies. It's not... Okay, but right, like, like, I, I don't know if either of you... But every time it's like, oh, The Rock has a new movie. That one's not going to be very good, is it? He's basically like, just playing The Rock. Yeah, you guys not like Skyscraper? No. No, not really. <laughs> but <laughs> if we're talking cool. about range, I don't know if you guys saw Knock at the Cabin yet. But I haven't Dave, seen it. But Dave, Dave Bautista is great. Yeah, Dave yeah, we Bautista. see him in Glass Onion nailing some comedy. We see him now doing a more dramatic role in Knock at the Cabin, taking on... I think part at the front of the film. Batista is like The Rock, but better. Right. I think that Dave Batista is what The Rock wants to be as an actor. Yeah. So the the Simmons family, we're we're big on WWE. Right. Batista has been around for a long time, and I'm in on Batista. I love Batista. I've loved Mm -hmm. him wrestling. I thought he was very, very, very funny in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I'm really excited to see Knock on the Cabin. Right. Not the Cabin. Okay, same thing. Bro. Who cares? Um, okay. Okay. Do you, Henry, you want to you do one? What, what about, I have one, but let's let Ben do another one. Sure. No, you, you go ahead. Okay. I don't... Oh, there's a lot of ones. Okay. I don't think <laughs> NC-17 should exist. Like, at a certain point, it's a movie is so gross that it's unenjoyable. Like, I don't need a 15-minute sex scene or something. I don't need so much gore that I have to look away. Just like rated R is that right, right there in that perfect balance, you know? Sure. And we've gotten two NC-17 movies in the last few months. We, we get, we've had Blonde, the Marilyn Monroe movie, and we've had Infinity Pool, which played NC-17 at Sundance, but didn't take NC-17 to theaters. Yeah. Well, NC-17, I, you know my thoughts on Infinity Pool. That was a not... Right, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Okay. But I, okay, yeah. What, about, what do you think, Ben? Ben? What about, I have a, I have a take. Mm-hmm. I think Nope should have been a nomination for special effects. Absolutely. I, I think the, I think Nope should have gotten like five nominations. Nope I think it should have gotten, I think it should have gotten visual effects over Black Panther. Yes. Yeah. I think that it should have been in cinematography. Yeah. I think it should have been in sound. Yeah. Even original screenplay. No, I was going to just say, I think it should have 
100% been an original screenplay. No, I think was, that the Academy was, should have recognized. No. Criminally underrated movie. Right, but it takes us back to what people are saying, like, the Academy refuses to recognize horror. We see X not getting any nominations, Barbarian not getting any nominations. Yeah. What about the Batman not getting a Best Picture nomination? Okay. The Batman was not very good. No, I think it was. I like. I love the Batman. It's in my top three of the year. It's my number three. Okay. Love the Batman. The Batman took everything fun about being the Batman and made it not fun. Like, there's no Batcave. You know, you know that going into the movie, this isn't the Batman that we see. I don't. I like. Okay. But it doesn't. Batman doesn't have to be this sad, depressed, like weird guy. Like, I don't like. But then you could say the same thing about Man of Steel. But well, Man of Steel was a bad movie also. Wow. Okay. Fine. Look, I, we don't have to argue about this. But I think the Batman was phenomenal. I thought it had a great script. I think Robert Pattinson did a great job. I loved the cinematography, the score. Like, Colin Farrell as the Penguin was great. It's just great. Barry Keoghan now being the Joker in that universe. There's a lot of things they did right, but fundamentally, if you have a terrible story then it, and, and, and like took everything fun out of a film, then it's not going to be good, you know? Here's my question. How mm-hmm. many TikToks of something in the way did you see? A lot. <laughs> I think the most notable one is the guy that says, like, you know, songs that are, you should hear, and then he plays something in the way, but, and he's, he tries to strum to the guitar, but he's strumming to the drums. So he's like, something, and it was like, doom. Like, he's not even doing the guitar, it's just the drums. And so, yeah, that's the one that comes to mind for something in the way TikToks. Did you guys see The Northman? I did. I have not. Okay, let's, we can skip that. It was just a bad movie. Let's talk about Babylon. Okay. Babylon sure. is... Ben, ben were you able to check out Babylon yet? I, I looked at some YouTube videos of Babylon. Okay. I liked what I heard. I really liked the music. As a, yeah, I, I am a jazz man myself. No, you're a big jazz musician yourself. Yeah. I'm a huge jazz man. I just had my concert last night. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, so back to Babylon. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the music, and I think it was from what I've seen. I think it's going to be a really fun watch for me and my dad. You okay? You're gonna love it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, my mom. My mom loved it, and she she's like, it should win Best Picture, and, and then you it didn't get nominated for Best Picture. What do no, you I'm not going to say that I didn't like it because overall I liked Babylon. I I think that I really, really, really liked the first, you know, 90, 95 minutes, two hours. I think that once we get into the third act and Tobey Maguire's character is introduced, it kind of goes a little off the rails. And that's what turned me away from the movie. But okay. when we stay grounded and focused on this era of Hollywood and the ups and downs of these characters and what the industry is doing to them. I think that's where it succeeds. And not to say that the third act didn't have its, mo- its moments. I think Gene Smart has this really, really incredible monologue to Brad Pitt's character. And that's that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. I I just, I think it all culminates to an amazing end. And it, and it just, it really exposes how terrible this whole Hollywood industry is. But yeah, that's a strong do, ending. Let's do one more hot take from Ben. And then let's sure. Tom Hanks get a nomination. Who? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. See, what movie are you talking about? Are we talking about for Elvis or for Otto? Elvis. 
Um, I think because it's not necessarily his fault, but the character itself was, in my opinion, a little annoying. <laughs> writing, and I think he added the accent that if you look at real footage of Colonel Tom Parker, he didn't have that accent. And why did he have like the that? accent? I mean, I couldn't tell you, but that's that's a good question for Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks is but a I guy. think if we're talking Tom Hanks missing an Oscar nomination, the one that was more likely, in my opinion, was for A Man Called Otto. Wait, which I I'm going to assume neither of you saw. I did not see that. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's great. It it's It was emotional. He nailed some of the comedy, some of the emotion. I think that that is, was his more likely chance for this year. Okay. But now we're going to bring it back to what you were saying earlier about NC-17 movies and specifically tie that into Sundance. And we're going to kick it off with Infinity Pool. So, okay. Ben, I don't think you checked uh, this one out let me, yet. Let me, just, let me start this Sure. You guys know I love a good sex scene. Right. I love sex is great. Sex scenes go on for like five minutes. That's just for 20. It's it's literally, it was porn in a theater that we paid for. (laughs) It was so, so disgusting and not very, in the story was just like, it was great. I think, I think what you're saying, additionally, it doesn't contribute to the story. Yeah, it doesn't at all. I think sex scenes can, but in this case, it didn't at all. Right. I think that's one thing that I could, again, say about Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Oh. But but we'll keep it with Infinity Pool. I see, when we're talking about the Infinity Pool story, I think there were parts of it that were interesting that I did like and wanted to continue discussing, but then they just skipped over it. Yeah, they they did. Like, they I'm not going to spoil anything in case you want to see it, but it, it just wasn't very good. Yeah, I don't You're, know. And then, I mean, Mia Goff, great in Mia that Goff movie. Great. She's had a great year with Pearl X, now Infinity Pool, yeah. and Maxine. Yeah, I love Mia Goff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But now, with the rest of Sundance, I think I'm the only one that attended Sundance, albeit yeah. virtually. All right, you want me to try to do all in one sentence? Okay. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna play this game we like to do when Easy talks too much. Okay, sure. So you have one sentence to describe this each movie. Okay, ready? Three, two, okay. one. Go. All right, going in alphabetical order: Aliens abduct my parents. Big heart, big title, bad execution. Then we have radical, um, emotional power of a good teacher. Then shortcomings, underrated. Please watch this theater camp. Fun, funny, satirical, great. Oh, I skipped over Magazine Dreams. Um, Jonathan Majors is awesome. Movie, meh. Uh, Run, Rabbit, Run. Way, 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 way too long. And Young Wild Free wants to be Fight Club is not Fight Club. Okay. You with that? You happy with that? I'm happy with that. Now, let's wrap this up. We're going to... Yep. And we're going to talk about the news of the week. Yeah. Just because this, to be fair, this is... This week in media, so we should right. talk so about. Let's, let's talk about this week in media. All right. So obviously, we're getting ready for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. I'm going to see that on Monday. You're going to the premiere for that on Monday. Yes. We, so next week's episode will feature your thoughts, my thoughts. Ben, I don't know if you're going to get to see the movie yeah, I'm see at it. that point. Right. I, I mean, before it comes out of, out of screening. 
Yeah, sure. That's true. But so next week's episode, we'll have your thoughts, my thoughts. We'll get your thoughts on Monday night, which will be able to be found on all of our social media pages. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about Ant-Man pre-thoughts, what are we thinking? Pre-thoughts. I think the VFX looks so much better than the last few movies because they have been trash in the last few movies. But this one looks pretty good. And then I'm scared it's not going to be as comedic as before because it because the last two were really funny, but this one doesn't look that funny. Right. The we're getting into this tonal shift, and it's kind of a drama. We're leaning toward that with a drama adventure. And then Jonathan then Majors. I watched the first Ant-Man with my grandma when right. I was mm -hmm. about eight years old. I loved it. She was, was, she was sleeping was the whole time. But I, I'm very excited for this new Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. So now movies that came out this week. Obviously, we had Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. Did not I enjoyed see it. it. Yet. I thought it was solid. I'm really excited to see this was, one. Was there I, a nice, I didn't think... Something. Hmm? Was there a big twist like he always does? Eh, not, not as much. But, okay. yeah. He, this might have been his best cameo in his movies so far. Okay. But I think that it's good. It wasn't his best. But now... Again, we have 80 for Brady. Oh! I'm seeing see, that soon. See the marketing campaign? You know, we got Tom Brady retiring right before the movie comes out. The, and yeah. the marketing campaign is great. Tying that in. Yeah. But the thing that I want to talk about for this film, who do you think is the target audience for it? I think um, it's millennials. Yeah. People that see, would like... Because I think we're getting Patriots fans. It's going to do great in Boston. My dad. But then I feel like, right. But I feel like this is a movie for my grandma. Yeah. You know, it's. I think it's for old people, people right in between young and old, and then um, and people who live in Boston. I think and football fans. Right. You don't think you're going to watch it? I don't think I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to hate it. I don't. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to love it, but I'm still going to watch it. Okay. Well, then, last two things as we look ahead to the rest of quarter one and the festivals circuit. South by Southwest, we have some new titles being added. We're going to be checking out the new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise. Mm -hmm. Ben, I feel like that's right up your alley. I, I've seen two of the Evil Deads. I've seen the remake, and I've seen mm -hmm. the first one. Both watched them mm -hmm. with my grandma. Huge horror fan. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like the remake more than the original, so... Hopefully they do something cool. And this one, obviously, Sam Raimi is not directing. Thoughts on that? Mm. Good, no? to try, good to try something new once in a while. Then we got the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I'm not excited. They, Hasbro is very desperate for money because they are the sales are going down. So they're like, what, what, the only IP we have that's successful is Dungeons and Dragons. We have to capitalize on capitalize on this right now. So they're just making a movie to get some money. So I don't think it's going to be very good. Yeah, I'd rather have a Magic the Gathering movie. Well, you're a nerd. So. Well, okay, okay, sure. And then CinemaCon is the last thing. CinemaCon schedule announced. The only thing I want to talk about with this is the secret screening is announced. What do you guys think that's going to be? Last year's was the first full screening of Top Gun Maverick. This year's could be anything from Barbie to Across the Spider-Verse to The Little Mermaid. Basically, anything releasing during the summer. Give, give me the Little Mermaid. 
Give me, give me Barbie. Ryan Gosling is so hot. Oh my god, he's a yeah. great look. Henry, you want to you want to give your poster quote for Barbie? Do I? Did I have something planned? I don't know. Your your poster quote was quote Ryan Gosling is hot, comma I still don't care about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I I sent it to Warner Brothers. I haven't heard back, but hopefully we get that on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then, and then we'll get it signed by Ryan Gosling for you. Put it on your wall. Please. He's we, a great looking guy. Yeah, he he really is. You can't mm-hmm. deny it. Here's yeah. here's something we planned, but just throwing it out there. Sure. What's a movie that you would like to see? Just in general, like in my in, wildest dreams. Are we talking like a certain franchise universe? Are we talking like is there like are you asking it's a possibility that it could happen? It's not. It's not inconceivable. It's conceivable. Like any any movie. Any movie. That's a good question. See, uh, this is probably a pretty cold take. I would like <laughs> a new Star Wars movie that oh. rewrites the entirety of the sequel trilogy. Yes. I um, See, Earl, not even the entire sequel trilogy, but pick up back after The Force Awakens and start from there and try again. I want the next... Batman movie, like with Robert Pattinson, to have Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad as Mr. Freeze. Okay. Ben? Who didn't like Mr. Freeze? I well, loved Mr. Freeze. Who yeah, played Mr. Mr. Freeze? Was not Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger played Mr. Freeze a while ago, and he did a terrible job. But I think they could do it again and make it really good. Well, Ben, what's a movie you want to see? A movie that I would like to see is an animated movie. Oh no! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me out. Oh no! Okay. Sausage Party Two. <laughs> yes. Yes. I watched yeah. Sausage Party the other night, and even though it was just so dirty, and they're trying a little hard, it's yeah. hilarious. So that's going to be it for this first episode of this week in media. We thank everyone who listened. You can find the show on anywhere you get your favorite podcasts, Apple and Spotify. And tell your friends that like movies, because we like movies and we like to talk to people that like movies. If you have anything that you would like to be discussed on next week's episode, feel free to let us know. And that's going to be it. Thank you for watching. Bye.